Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hiya, Barbara Nice here. I'm Paul. Are you there, Paul? Hello. Hiya, my good friend Paul. A lot of people listening to all this kind of stuff. I spoke to a very nice friend of mine, Ali Henry, today, and she said, I was listening to you talking to Sophie Willen and I really enjoyed it. I said, you've got to listen to the rest of them. They're all smashing. She said, I loved it when you and Paul was talking. You were accusing Paul of, well, being read... Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. He said, you hadn't. And she said, she found that <laughs> to be the most funny thing. Isn't it lovely? I know. Your listeners said they, they think they know what I look like, so they probably think I look like a Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> <laughs> she really enjoyed it. I mean, she'd never heard it before. She had no picture of you based on anything else. It's just lovely what people are finding to be enjoyable. And we're just loving putting it out there. And what a lovely day today. May is blooming May. Well, you know that thing, ne'er cast a clout till May is out. Do you know, do you know that saying, Paul? I've heard it, yeah. Yeah. People think it meant... The month of May doesn't mean the month of May. It means the plant May. Uh, Nair cast a clout means don't take off your vest till May is out. And May is out. So cast your clouts, kid. Get them clouts off. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah, so it's good, isn't it? So that is exactly what it piggy means. And we can cast clouts because May is definitely pigging out. So... How are we doing and more people are listening, aren't they? Yes, I was about to say, uh, we've broken into the American charts this You're week. Joking. I'm not, I swear. <laughs> we've broken into the American uh, comedy charts. Uh, don't ask me how. So a big <laughs> shout out to all of America. <laughs> Howdy. I don't know what they'll make of. Neck has to clout till May is out. <laughs> Do you think it might have been that song that did it? Were yes. you ever in Quebec? Where it's always nice and wet. Where there's a swan with a double neck. Riding on a donkey. Hey ho, away we go. It might have been that donkey riding. Dog. The Pony Express is probably that. It's Quebec's in Canada, so maybe we should ask our Canadian firms. Now, listen, you know, we talked to... i tell you what's been love, because I've been connecting up and other people will be having this in their own lives. When we talked, because we talked to that fellow in Australia, you know, Richard Batsford from the Gag Club. Mm. As a result of doing that, there's now been a Facebook page for Friends of the Gag Club. Oh, that's nice. People are reuniting. And uh, the fella that I started it with... I, I didn't start it with, I was, I'm sorry... Take that back because what happened is my phone just went and I got confused. I didn't pick and start. I didn't start the gag club. Bloody never did. I was compare of it. I didn't start anything there. Um, you started all the gags. But Reg Nice, who played my son and asked me and helped me create the character Barbara Nice. He lives in New Zealand. He wants to come on the programme. That's what I'm trying to tell uh, you. So we're going to... A reunion. We're reaching out to New Zealand. Okay, so now we're having another reunion and all because this lad we're waiting to talk to today is big in Ch- uh, Cholton. Now, if there's people now from the northwest, if you're from the northwest, cheer. If you know Cholton, cheer. And you know what I'm talking about. It used to be rough and it's very, very posh, posh now, you know. At cafes everywhere, sidewalk cafes. I put sidewalk in for the Americans. Sidewalk cafes everywhere. <laughs> New American fans. <laughs> for the American fans, yeah. Uh, it's a lovely place to live. It's a creative place to live. And this lad's, he lives there. His kids go to school there. I've known him off and on for quite a, over the years. I've always pigging liked him. And this is what the opportunity is for me to talk to people. I've always pigging liked and just have a nice chat with people. 
His name's Jason Wingard. If you know him, you'd be going, I can't believe she's got Jason Wingard. And I pig in up. He made a great film, Eaten by Lions, which I played a little cameo in, filmed it in Blackpool. Pig in loved it. And that's that's done very well on the independent circuit. We'll talk to him about that in a minute. Johnny Vegas is in it and loads of people in it. And he's just got something that's going to go on Radio 4 comedy. So I'm hoping that in a minute, and Paul says, I wonder if you sat there thinking, how is Barbara talking to these people in, in Piggy in Lockdown? Well, we send out a thing, it's called Clean Feed. Paul sends it out. People click on it, and then it's like a it's like a conversation. The trouble is, sometimes it goes into trash, Clean Feed, doesn't it? It sounds something that people might use if they're into unnecessary. It sounds Clean Feed. It, Sounds like if he was into unnecessary type of practice. Do you know what I mean, love? That's all I'm going to say. Well, I, all I'm going to say is that it 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 sounds to me a little bit like when do people put those pipes at the bottom to to, to wash stuff out? I'm only saying that. What's it called? That Paul? <laughs> colonic irrigation. <laughs> Thank you. It reminds me of colonic irrigation. <laughs> And I think sometimes people go, well, I've never asked for that. And they don't click on it, you see. <laughs> I thought it was more wholesome. It's more like something that Rob Rouse could feed to his chickens. No, I've always thought of colonic irrigation. I'm sorry to bring it up. <laughs> right, OK. <you'll> be... <laughs> Has it never struck you, Paul? Oh, dear. No. <laughs> it's, listen, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Colonic irrigation is very important for some people. Swear by colonic irrigation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Get people oh. in if you if you. Well, they're supposed to be very good for you anyway. And people people have got the time now. That's what's happening. <laughs> Thinking I've got... always fancied colonic irrigation. Oh, now I've got the got the time and the, they got the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jason going to want to come into this. <laughs> of course, he's going to come want to come into this. Okay. Does Jason want to come into this? Of course, he does. And not only does he want to come into it. He has come into it. Hiya, Jason. Are you there, love? We are recording now. I'm telling you that because some people, we just have a chat and then people say right at the end, when does it start? And I say, right. we've done it, love. We're already on. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Well, that's the best way. That's how I direct. <laughs> I know it is. How are you doing anyway with all this that's going on? Well, you know what? It's not that different for me, this. This is kind of like my normal life and everybody else is off with me. Oh, so, that's you know. Nice. So it's not that different at all. And I've been quite busy. So, um, yeah, I've quite enjoyed myself. Well, the kids are at home, but it, I think it gives everybody a little bit of time to sit back and reflect, doesn't it? You know, we're all, all going 100 miles per hour. And then you start to realise what's important and what's not important, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, what, what are you going to keep out of all this, love? Well, you know what? I kind of like, I know I'm not going to get too political on here, but, you know, when you start to look at nurses and people who keep things clean and, you know, and how badly paid they are, I, I really, you know, I realise just how valued they are when a crisis like this happens. Realising how fragile things are, I suppose, and, and valuing things that you've already got, you know, and how simple things are. You don't you don't need, you know, lots of stuff, do you, really? You just need a, your health and uh, your family and friends, really, and, and that's really all you, all you need. That's right, and it's lovely to kind of... It's reminding me of being a kid. You know, the long summer holidays... Yeah. Being out and about and the quietness of everywhere. It was Charlton-like, love. Is it quiet? 
Oh yeah, it's really well. Yeah, it is you know. But everybody, you you go to the park, you've never seen so many people ever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the parks are absolutely rammed with kind of like joggers everywhere. People who who have never jogged before in their life have taken up jogging. Or, have you, you know, been jogging? I have once or twice. Yeah, I must admit, and I went out on the bike as well because I didn't want to, you know, stand out from the crowd. But you know, I've got a dog as well, so I go out every day with the dog. It's lovely um, going out and seeing everything, isn't it? Yeah, and people are envious if you've got a dog at the moment, aren't they? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a ticket to ride, kid. A yeah, ticket exactly. to go out. I take him everywhere with me. He's yeah. recorded uh, BBC shows a lot. <laughs> <laughs> What's he called? Rigby. Oh, the, after the after Rigby, Rising Damp? No, no, not after Rigby. No, he's, he, he, you know, they've got a, there's a kid's cartoon and they named him after that. So when we got that dog, I said, oh, you can name him whatever you want, you know. They were like, Jason? And they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's my piggy name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it would have got me out of doing a lot of um, stuff around the house. <laughs> People shouting me. I thought you were talking to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> have you been doing DIY? No, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm kind of like if I was a superhero, I'd be have no domestic powers whatsoever <laughs> no domestic power man you know i'm i'm terrible so around the house so so you know no i've um i've been doing a lot of writing recently ah what have you so, been writing love well I, I i got a weird commission which came was really well timed from emu films to to, they were having trouble with this feature script right. and they came to me and said um do you, what writers do you use and i said well normally i do it <laughs> blagged them anyway they gave me the job and I, i've ended up re rewriting this feature script for them so it's been a decent little job brilliant and, uh, blagging how much do you think you've got through life with blagging Oh, well, loads. I mean, that you, it's only when you look back you realise how much you... You know, when you look at people and you kind of admire them and you just you just realise, don't you, everyone's on the, the blag, really. But, That's you know, true. and also just kind of like... And everyone gets nervous, don't they, and they doubt themselves and all that stuff. But as time goes on, the more you do it, the less you, you, you worry about things, really. You just carry on, don't you? This is good advice because I know a lot of people over this time now because we're all creative, aren't we? When we're kids, we're always drawing and making up stories and putting shows on for your mums and dads. And after a bit, you go, don't do that anymore. You better pick and grow up. But I think yeah. people are getting a bit more playful and getting all that stuff. And there might be people thinking, I don't want to do what I was doing. I fancy yeah, writing. Yeah, you know, there might be what? some great novels written, weren't they, in this this time? Or That's right. What would your top tips be? What would your top tips be? You've got to give one anyway, which is saying everybody gets worried, just do it. Anything <clears throat> else, Jace? Well, you know what? I always think it's about survival, you know, with, with stuff. So you've got to find a way to survive with it. But I think that's the key. And I think that people just need to keep going. Uh, you know, this, the, the, I, I, I didn't mention, but we've been doing this Radio 4 comedy and it's based on a, a short that I did 20 years ago. So, Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, yeah, a series of shorts I did, taxi driver shorts, Reverse and Nazir and, and uh, Peter Slater. And um, Carl Cooper came to me last year. He said, did you ever do anything with them shorts? And I said, no. He said, well, would you want to do them for Radio 4? I said, yeah. You know, and so basically me and Carl, uh, who's, who's great, by the way, uh, I've been sat round at his house, really, um, 
mixing this this weird taxi driver short uh, comedy for Radio Four. <laughs> and that's twenty, <laughs> it's 20 years, years ago. in the making. That's yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah, well, Wait. actually, I remember I went in with um, John Montague. It was all right. And if you don't know who he is, his name's been going around a long time. Is he head of Sky Comedy or something now? Isn't he? Is that Sky now? Yeah, that's but right. yeah. It, at one point, it looked like it was going to go uh, as a TV thing, and then for one reason or other, it didn't happen. Then it came round again. We did some stuff with Two Entertain, and it didn't happen again. And so it's just one of those ideas, basically, that never went away. It's great, isn't it? It's like the, the circle of life, the wheel of fortune. It's picking good. Now, we made the film together, and that did all right, didn't it? The, um, Eaten by a lion. Picking name. That's it. Look, I was picking yeah. name for a second. <laughs> well, you've got to move on. <laughs> that, <laughs> move on to right. your next thing. That's also, right. That, that's history, that love. I'm not bothered about that one now. <laughs> But you, you, yeah, I suppose you do. Not you, just move on to your next next gig. So That's you know, it. Um, next pig yeah, we gig. made we made that film, but also we did so awkward as well. We so. did. Now that'll be coming out. Now, if you've got kids, what kind of age group is it aimed at? That one, love, really. So to it's, a, it's about like you know, it's eight. It's probably eight to fourteen years old, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, so it's set in a school. It's really good. We had a good laugh. I feel sorry for that age group under these conditions, 8 to 14. That's when you want to get out and about with your pals, do you think, Jace? Well, yeah, but, I mean, I suppose they, they, they still do that, can't they? can do it, at the, uh, but I suppose, how do you do it with social distancing? But, you I know, I, the, the so. people are certainly out with the families. My kids are yeah. always out. They're kind of like in the garden playing swing ball and stuff, you know. Oh, that's nice. Um, the weather's great, uh, isn't it? But yeah, it must be at a tricky time that if if you're at that age, because you must feel a little cooped up. Yes. So yeah, I know. Obviously, kind of, I know that I'm all right, but kind of, I know that lots of people are finding it difficult, aren't they? Yeah, we're all right because, like you say, for you it's just like it was, and I'm enjoying not having to go up and down the pigging country on National Express yeah. coaches and stuff like that, Chase. Yeah, I'm liking, it. and but I do know for a lot of people it is difficult. Yeah. Well, actually, I've just had something through. I think they're so awkward. They're looking at going again, or a, 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 like a spin-off show. I think. Oh, so really? it's changed slightly, different. You know. I think what so. they're doing actually, they're doing it. They're looking at. The girls, aren't they? The, I think it's... I, I, yeah, I think they are doing... I think it's um, uh, one of the girls off to university. That's right. It was... So, we yeah. were doing it this time last year. Well, not yet. It was lovely, wasn't it? I love doing it. Did you enjoy doing it, Jason? I, yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually, because that's really the first uh, TV block. It's slightly different TV to film. Because oh, you go in and the first day, which is a new director, you realise that... You know, you kind of feel like the new kid at school, really. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit strange, isn't it, for a director to come in and feel like feel like that? But it's it, it, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. It's because they all know each other, don't they? They've been working together for years. Then you come in. Yeah, exactly. Your it's not your crew, and you know, I remember I spoke to you about this in the first yeah. first week or something. Yeah, but it's it's fine. By the time we'd all finished, it was it was it was great. I had a really good time. It was really great doing that big scene, like um, what 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 is it? What, what do you call it when the it's prom night? Into, oh, it was brilliant. Like, wasn't the, it? Yeah, that they kind of like yeah, they, yeah, that was a good scene, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I got a message yes. actually from the the writer saying how much he enjoyed it and how well he thought that you know particular episode was directed. So 
That was nice. It matters getting that kind of feedback. So if you're listening to this at all, we've got people listening in America now to this, Jace. Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's <a> daft. <laughs> no, it's great. Well, it's great. Where did you, when I remember having one of our dinners at the, when we was doing yeah. all the, the thing, you was taught, did you spend some time in Australia? Was it Australia you was? And America, actually. I played, you know, when I was a, foot, I was a footballer when I was younger. That's so right. I, I played for Manchester City where I did an apprenticeship at Man City. Um, and anyone who kind of looks at me now goes, what, really? <laughs> <laughs> Why <Yeah>. would this? <laughs> go, yeah. In another life. <laughs> but, you know, you played football. Yes, I used to run around and stuff. Um, but so the, 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 um, I did a two years at Man City and then I did a year at Rochdale. And then I went over to America and I played in the indoor league. And I ended up in Wichita in Kansas playing football out there. And then, you know, originally I went out to coach and then I ended up playing in their professional indoor league. Uh, so I spent a year in the middle of the Midwest of America. <laughs> what was that like, love? What did you get up to? Well, it was great because we used to, obviously, you play an away game. It's like 3,000 miles away, isn't it? So you fly, end up seeing the rest of the US and you, end, you have to fly the night before and stay over. And so... You know, um, it was great. I got to see a lot of America that way, really. And I loved it. I loved it. You know, they're big, aren't they, in America? They kind of have a very different from the from the UK, where we're, we're taught not to show off and be quite humble about things. And in America, they get taught as a kid, you know, with show and tell and various other things, to be big and brash and bold about your achievements and stuff like that. You know, it's very much in your face. I know it's not to everybody's taste, but I really liked it. And I thought that Aww. the American people were lovely. But I think that's so nice for you to hear, to hear for me to hear that, because after I'm a bit, I get put off America, but I like you, and I'm going to believe what you've just said. Yeah, you know what? Nice. I thought, yeah, I, I think, but this, I met some lovely people there, and it's, it's such a diverse place, isn't it? You know, mm. um, which you can understand there's lots of people who never even leave their state there you know do you know what i mean so you yeah. you have but then again you have lots of really you know in new york or somewhere like that it's completely different once again so the states is such a diverse place and you got uh, a real mix of, of people there um, i really enjoyed it i think that the thing about you jason wingard is wherever you are you enjoy it would you say that's true well, I try to. I'm quite, you know, it's weird. I've got, I'm quite laid, laid back about stuff, really, particularly all sorts of things, directing and various things. I'm quite, you know, you know, I'm not a shouter. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You're on set as far as directing goes. I mean, it's a nice conversation. We'll figure out a way to do it. Because I always feel, I've, you know, I was always, when, when we were doing stand-up, I was always disappointed there wasn't much more collaboration between comedians, you know. Um, ah, that's I thought, interesting. I thought that they should be more, they should be working together more to do things together more, you know. And you look at the shows that you've been involved in, there'll be a big collaborative um, feeling on the set and the people will continue to work together. So it, it does happen, but, you know, it's difficult to set up. Yeah, I think it's. I, I'm very interested in collaborative stuff, as you, as you as you probably know. And I remember years ago, I was working in this club comparing, um, 
and this comedian, I won't say his name, nothing because of one thing or another, but anyway, he, he did something and something struck my mind and I thought, I can see a way of me getting involved with this and yeah. it being very funny and I leapt on stage with him and I did what I did and afterwards he said, don't you ever do that ever again. <laughs> I think there's an unwritten law that says you do not get on stage with anybody. Is yeah, it, it's a, well, you know, I think it's just down to people, isn't it? You know, other people would have just loved it, wouldn't they? And, I'm sure and, the audience loved it. Yeah. Because I wouldn't yeah, well, have done it unless I thought it was good, a good idea. Do you know what I mean? I, wouldn't, I wasn't thinking, oh, I want to get on stage now. It wasn't that. It was, no, it's just that you saw I can an opportunity. see this will be brilliant. This could be really properly funny. Well, I mean, it's quite an isolated thing, isn't it? Particularly if you're writing stand-up. I think it's different when you're doing characters. Character yeah. comedians um, tend to be slightly different, but they're I so. I think that's true. And you know, it's kind of like it was really weird because um, when I first started making, when I started doing stand up, uh, uh, this is years ago, you know, and I, it, I, it, and I was just like a gig in, you know, middle of the set comedian, you know what I mean? Which is why yeah. I, quit. I knew I wasn't going to get any better, and I could see some brilliant comedians coming through. Um, and they had like a freedom that I never felt like I had, you know what I mean? And I think it's important you've got some kind of freedom on stage if you're going to do stand-up, personally. In, yeah, when you, were, when you were doing it, Jace, who yeah. did you notice and think, oh, well, they're picking good? Because I think you can tell early on, can't you? Who, who yeah. was your stable mates, love? Uh, there was loads of people that we were working with. Chris Addison and uh, oh. Tony Burgess, Alex Boardman. Yeah. Mick Ferry, all going, you know, you, you could see them being really, really good. John Bishop, Jason Manford, uh, Johnny Vegas, Peter Kay, you, you know, basically. All that lot. You know, they were, <laughs> Alan Carr, you know, basically there was loads of people, <laughs> weren't there, in, in Manchester and around, you know, you'd go and do the Buzz Club or something like that, and you just That's go, right. bloody hell, these are, they're just so, and, and they're all household names, a lot of these people now. I know. Just in Moorhouse, just in Moorhouse, lots of people. I you know. love the fact you're talking <clears throat> about the Buzz Club. I'm going to try and get Agraman on, because Agraman, yeah. He's like the godfather of British comedy, isn't he? He oh, yeah, the without a doubt. club and everybody went through them. Do you remember that great big broom, the big green room? It was massive, wasn't it? And he yeah. put you out of a little cash box. <laughs> yeah, we've come through that little hole in the the, the wall by the bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was great. That, but, you know, of course, I live in Charlton, so I could walk across, the, you know, I'd walk across the park mumbling my set to myself, you know, yeah. and it's often he'd get me to compare there. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, if he was away, the he human anagram. Yeah, that was his, that was his thing, the human anagram. He's still yeah, going, isn't no, he? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he was, I mean, he, he, he was like, um, right at the vanguard, wasn't he, of, of mm. promoting comedy gigs, so... Yeah, he, he was, was a, 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 yeah, and fondly, you know, remembered by all the comedians, I'm sure, for, for, for what he did. But and it's a strange yeah, little depression, isn't it, comedy? Because it's kind of almost like a little gypsy profession. You go from gig to gig, you get a little bit of money. It's not as well paid as lots of the arts unless you're at a certain level. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, um, it's a great thing. But what I was going to say is, that, you know, when you work as as a stand-up, you see those little circles of people 
and they're all together and some of them you realize that it's it's bad for them this little circle where they're all kind of sat around you know in the the open spot nights and stuff like that yeah yeah and you you feel them kind of almost limiting themselves they're not never going to step out from that little circle that they've got which is fine yeah you know but i found the same thing happened with film there was little pockets of filmmakers so when i saw it the second time and I joined all these filmmakers. I was like, I'm having none of that. I think that's so interesting because you, what you've done is you'd seen it and you see it's like a little kind of um, train spotting club, isn't it? Open mics, I think. They're all in this little world together. And I think it's brilliant that you'd seen that and then you saw it in the film thing. I thought, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm moving well, out I, of that. That's brilliant. You get, you get like big fish in the small pond who run that little, those little circles yeah. and they kind of bully everybody else and i just thought you know what mm-hmm. i'm not getting involved in any of that ever again and i didn't oh. you know what i mean so when i saw it a second time i just chuckled and moved on <laughs> and i absolutely love that that could be your that could be your kind of catchphrase chuckle and move on chuckle and move on but what, what I, <laughs> I suppose you've got to clarify haven't we what we what we mean by it because not everybody will know so you have lots of people who go to these open mic spots and they're doing comedy and they're doing open mic they're not getting paid yet yeah. And they they kind of sit around and they gripe and, and moan about moan. things, and that's the negative, <laughs> real negative part of it. Yeah. And um, for lots of people, I think just getting up on stage and saying having your name announced is enough, isn't it? Which is fine. They're kind of like, that's as far as you wanted to go. But the ambitious people with comedy, they were pushing way on from that. They wanted to be doing stadium gigs. They wanted to be doing bigger you know bigger and better gigs and and they were pushing themselves out out of those circles you know what I mean yeah uh, you've got to you've got to do that you've got to be sort of <coughs> what want to take the risk go and move out of it I remember at the buzz club one night there were two lads on doing a double act and they were bloody rubbish and nobody was laughing for a very very yeah. long time and in the end Agraman got them off and they went in the back room they said I don't know why you did that we were just getting going and they were rubbish <laughs> Well, you know, that's the other important thing because, and this kind of brings me through to acting really, is that sometimes, you know, I think that the good comedians also know and are aware where they sit and what their limitations are. And almost like training and going to the gym, they can work on that and get better. Um, But if you've got no self-editing skills and no awareness of how badly you're doing... (laughs) You've got no chance, really. That's exactly right. The same happens with acting, I think, with actors as well. Sometimes they don't know where they they sit, you know. And I think it's not a good thing, is it, to kind of think that you're better than you are. I think that kind of, you know, most of the time you kind of go, well, you know, I'm still working, I'm still learning. And and that's how the way that most people are in the industry, aren't they? But, you, you know, I think that kind of like you're trying to find, if you're not getting you know if you if you're trying to break in in acting can you get supporting roles and 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 if you're not getting supporting roles um you know you've got to figure out why that's not happening and then the next stage is try to get lead roles isn't it you know what I mean yeah I know there's lots of different things that play a part in this but um and it's it is slightly different because you're at the mercy of other people uh and you know but yeah so on the one hand you've got to keep 
going, but at the same time, you've got to realize, you know, if you go into auditions for three, four years and you're not getting anything, you have to look at that and think, well, why, why is what's happening? Why am I not I getting think, anything? I think that's absolutely right. And if, if there's any resting actors listening to Jason, that would tell yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm not trying to. He's telling you people. to stop it. Back no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at all. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm not. I'm kind of like, as I was talking there, I was just thinking, oh God. How am I going to get out of this now? Uh, I've dug a hole for myself here. but Because uh, yeah. I'm not. You want to encourage people, obviously, you know, but it's about self-awareness, isn't it? I think if it's I was a... an actor, you see, and I wasn't getting anything, I'd think, how am I going to change this, you know what I mean, mm. positively? Yeah, and I think what that's, that's like a running theme with what you're saying, really, is if it's not going anywhere, chuckle and move on. Chuckle and, and move on, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely you know, brilliant, honestly, Jason. I'll do, I'll do, I'm going to do a, a, something that is because uh, I have seen somebody recently, an actor who I, I won't name. Uh, no, don't. I, I saw that. <laughs> don't worry, it's a good story. I went to see their show and it was absolutely brilliant and it completely changed how I looked at them. Because sometimes, you know, you think you know where people sit, don't you? You know, and you think you yeah. know it all. And you go, but I went to see this actor and they blew me away with their show. And it made me think they can be cast as lead roles. They're that good. Ah, uh, okay. So what yeah. you're saying is keep doing stuff because sometimes yes. people do put you in a box. Keep doing your own thing, but don't get stuck in a, in a, in a place that you're unself-aware. Yeah. That's what you're but, saying. Yeah, I think that's you, what it, you're saying, love. It is, but, you know, there's two things that happened, I think, with that actor. One was they realised themselves that they could do it. Uh, and they're ready to show the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a there's a kind of a little moment that they've had where I don't know what it is. I can't quite put my finger on it without having the actor on as well, talking about it as well. Um, but it was brilliant to see, and I was really excited by it because I just thought, wow, you know, I thought I knew this actor, and now they've shown me, you know. Ten times you know, more things that they can do. Yeah. Right? Do you know what I think that's great about what that story on loads of levels, but the fact that you went to see this person, you, there's no replacement, is there, for people who are casting, who are looking to go and actually watch what people are doing. I think it's great you went, Jason. I'll tell you that for nothing, kid. I well, yeah, it, just it, stay it, it is. And you, they don't go and watch it. Well, you do want to go and support people, of course, as well, because it's this, you know, we should be, if this comes full circle, we should be supporting each other, you know. Yeah. But you, look, you know, when, when you get us something out, and next week I'll be going, everyone tune in to my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I know that there'll be like, you know, about 30 people going, How's he got a radio show? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can tell him, Jason. I've been working for 20 years on this idea. <laughs> you know, it's like quite funny, you know. But at the same time, look, going, um, this is what it's about. You know, we should be supporting each other. It's hard to go out and make um, a living from doing creative industries. So I am very supportive of anybody who does anything. So, you know, to just to make up for my faux pas with the acting thing <laughs> yeah it was all brilliant listen jason it's been absolutely piggy brilliant talking to you now let people know about this show so they can sit at home and go listen give this lad a chance he's had this idea for 20 years this yeah, is no exactly. sensation look it's taken me till i'm nearly 50 to get a bloody radio show you better tune in <laughs> like, when will it uh, be on chase 
Um, it's on next week. Uh, it's on uh, Wednesday the 13th, and it's out every Wednesday. It's 11 o'clock, Radio 4. It's called Where To, Mate? Brilliant. It's the taxi driver great Carl thing. Cooper. Carl Cooper, Joe Enright, Peter Slater. Brilliant. Uh, Absolutely Abdullah brilliant. Abdullah Afsal, um, yeah, Irfan Nazir, myself, I'm in it. <laughs> Are you? Good, good. Yeah, my, you know, I'm in it. So kind of like we're all, we're all in it. And you know what? We've had such a laugh doing this. Oh, I mean, I know you're friends with Joe, aren't you, anyway? And, you know, yeah, just yeah, she's to, great. You know, we've we've had such a laugh. And of course, oh. uh, as soon as lockdown's over, we'll we'll be we'll be getting you in as well. Oh, smashing. Very nice, love. Now listen, Jason, it's been brilliant talking to you, love. And I love this. Chuckle and move on. Chuckle and move good. on. It's not important, <laughs> is it? You know, you know actually, it's, sorry, I, I know I keep rattling on, but there was an actor, I had a little fallout with an <laughs> Do you feel bad I, now? Go on. No, no, I don't feel, I'll just tell you this quickly story. I'll do All right, then you better bugger off then, go on. I will do, I will bugger off after that, right? And, and, and there was an actor, a, 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 and I'd, I recast a f- uh, film, um, and I didn't cast him in. He was in, he, he was in something else with me, and I didn't cast him in it, and he wasn't speaking to me. But I saw him in a BBC thing and I sent him a note just saying, look, I know that we're not going to be for some buddies again, but I'm really glad that you're doing well. I've always thought you were good anyway. You know, there's a hundred reasons why people recast, you know what I mean? Anyway, he didn't reply for about six months, but he he replied to me the other day. And it was just really nice, actually, just to get that note back. He told me how he was upset and various other things. And I just said, well, look, on the grand scheme of things, it's not that important, is it? You know what I mean? Um, no, it's not. You know, you know on the I grand think... scale, there's no reason why, you know, I'm not saying that we're going to be Christmas cards in the post, but, um, you know, there's no reason to hold a grudge for, you know, we've got bigger and bigger things to do. Chuckle and move on. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Jace, I think this time that we're having together, I think a lot of people are going, do you know what? I am going to reply to that email that I got 20 years ago and never got back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's not it's not it's, it's not bloody worth it is it cock yeah. all right enjoy the rest of the time get on your bike go out with that dog get them yeah, kids we'll play do. swing ball chuckle <laughs> and move on chuckle and move on all right i'll see you later <laughs> Tara, kid lovely right. Tara, love bye-bye well there he is and the absolutely brilliant jason wingard coming to us all the way from sunny cholton where he's lived a long time before he got all kinds of not gentrified is the wrong word but very expensive houses, that's what's picking up to Charlton. What did you think, Paul? Oh, it's brilliant. I like his anti-motivational speeches, which he then regretted. <laughs> <laughs> He's lovely. It's... He's a chuckle and move on. I think that's such a bar. So brilliant. And he's right about being bitter and wondering why this hasn't happened and holding grudges. It's not, honestly, kids, it is not pigging worth it. Now, last time I talked to you, Paul, was, was it before I was going on the Mark Watson 24 yes, hours thumb? that's right. It was just before. Well, it was interesting. I loved doing it because it, it got me to stay up. I was supposed to be on at one o'clock. <laughs> I was supposed to be a pep talker at one o'clock. Yeah. Well, of course, it would never happen at one. I felt like the ghost of Christmas past, you know, in Marley. Oh, <laughs> Mark. That kind of stuff. So I stayed up and you, you're fiddling around, aren't you? It, does this look good? Does the plant look good here? I don't want them thinking I've got a scruffy house. And then you don't want them thinking you're you made of money either. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. You've just got to get that balance right. And um, got all that sorted. 
stayed up to one now i've been going to bed about eight o'clock you know put the radio on and drop off so it 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 got me staying up and i was all lined up and i went you get like a waiting room it's all virtual so um some nice people in there flo and joan they're very (laughs) very good uh rufus ham was very nice he said oh it's barbara nice i said are you rufus (laughs) <laughs> it was very nice and all that. And That's then, what all the backstage gossip there. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hiya, Rufus. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Hiya, love. How are you? <laughs> he said, it's Barbara Nice. I said, it is. And, you know, it was all that chitting and chatting. And then um, <laughs> they put you in this waiting room, a nice lad called Stephen. He sat in his chair. He looked like Big Brother. And then you get in there. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Aww. Nobody could hear me. There's all this chat <laughs> stuff coming up saying, we can hear you. And I was going, but I can't pig in hear you. And people were saying, we can pig in hear you. And then in the end, I showed um, I showed Mark a box of chow mein, vested chow mein. <laughs> as a kind of a pep up for him. And he was very nice about it. He said, he, I don't know, he put it on his, um, said it pepped him up anyway. It was, you, you saw it, did you, Paul? I did. I was watching. I think it, it went down in uh, legendary status because they're still talking about it. The Chow Mein. There was a comedian that came on just to show Chow Mein. It was, uh, All right. it was, I think it went better than if the sound had worked. Well, you couldn't <laughs> make it up, could you? Chuckle no. and move on, love. Chuckle <laughs> and move on. It's a good fast <laughs> So anyway, I'm glad. You, and they made a lot of money and that's good. And a lot of that money is going to acts, comedians, because they did, including me, Paul, I had loads of work in the diary, and I looked through my diary. Should I tell you where I should have been? Yeah, I'd like to know that. Right. Um, what, what's the date today, look? It is May the 6th, May as the we record. Uh, yesterday, I should have been in Ilkley. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, last week, I should have been at Burnley Mechanics. Mm. Uh Southport, I should have wow. been in Leeds, I should have been doing an awards ceremony for people. Uh, where else? I should have been at Mac doing a kids' show. Loads and loads of stuff. Should have been doing a bingo, should have been doing a bingo thing. Oh, yeah. Honestly, love, should have been all over the place doing things, doing something for Dunelm. You know Dunelm? They make yeah. all the curtains, doing something for them. <laughs> oh, I do something in Manchester for Smug Roberts and something with Amanda Redmond. Honestly, <laughs> absolutely tons of pigging stuff lost overnight. And we don't know, the comedians don't, and other live entertainers don't know when they're going to be able to go back. So, anyway, that's what I'm saying to you. Mm. This a, it's it's um, a profession under duress at the moment, really, because of, Obviously, it relies on audiences, you know, people coming together. But yeah. there's a lot going on online. People are being people creative. And I'm going to do a show, um, an online show, called Having a Pig in Lock-In. We wanted to call it Living the Pig in Lockdown or Living the Vida Lockdown. I can't remember now. Somebody, anyway, somebody else had added. So we just do, I love the way we're all being creative. And I'm going to bring this to an end, really, because I think above anything else, talking to Jason, there's a very creative lad really with a good philosophy which is don't get fed up don't get dragged down just move on and get some cooking do you know what i mean well, that's what we've been doing isn't it paul we've been yeah chuckling and moving on every day chuckling and moving on right then love so all right then hey did i tell you about the courgettes with, with jean <sighs> oh she's trying to steal them yes she was trying to steal them but do you know what happened i just went down and said i've seen you jean she said hmm 
So what she said, what can I say to you? I said, we could make friends, Jean. Oh. I've given her, I've given Jean half the courgettes, and she's promised me she'll give me some of that money that she owes me, you know, from the past. And I promised I will give her some of those because I did borrow quite a few pairs of her American tan tights and never gave them back. So I've said I'll rinse them through and put them on the wall for her to pick up. That's nice. Are you growing olive branches in that garden? Oh, no, 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 love, but we'll try. It feels like you are. I can try. Very nice of you to bring up the olive branch mm. thing. See if Jean will accept it. Yeah. Let's see if she'll chuckle and move on. All right, <laughs> kiss. Thank you so much, Paul. I'm going to... I can see Jean again now. Oh, no. Oh, well, listen, I gave her the courgette. She's after my pig in broad beans now. She, <laughs> why is... Why are people like this? She'd give them an inch and they'd take a... Hey, Jean! Get off them, piggy broad beans. Sorry, I'll have to go. Ta-ra!